Mm, greetings, you bunch of hairy-knuckled Philistines. It's us. We're back. I'm David. Grant will be here momentarily. Um, the post-show returns. Last week was marked the end of uh, Psycho season. Our very, very intense docket of shows to cover has come to a close, and now we're back to the post-show covering like a bunch of new shows. So it's kind of Psycho season continued, but we're calling it the post-show. Um, this week, we start with the much-anticipated Vinland Saga Season 2. We are so excited this show is back. Near Automata, Episode 1. This show had a ton of heat coming in. We both watched that. We discuss it. Trigun, Stampede. Lots to say about that. Um, a, technically a remake or a reimagining, if you want to call it that. Uh, we've got the news feed, some very exciting stuff. We may or may not bitch about the state of the DCEU and all of its news again, to be determined. Second half of the show, we close on My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 14, Tokyo Revengers Returns, Season 2, Episode 1. Lots to say on that. It has moved to Disney+. Plus. We talk a little bit about that as well. Grant has some very strong words for The Wish from Mercury, Episode 12. I think it was the core finale. And of course, we end on the Q&A, which we host on Instagram, which I think I have mentioned in the past. You can follow us at, at Part Time Otaku Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to us wherever you subscribe or do things to listen to podcasts. And uh, here are some beats. They're a little different or maybe familiar, depending on who you are. Enjoy. Grant. Hey, Dave. How you doing there, you slanderer? Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, we're back, Grant. It's us. Yeah. New we're, year. Yeah. New pod. New me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to reinvent <laughs> myself and seize every day until February 1st, when it's no longer dry <laughs> January. <laughs> What did you say? Uh, until your free trial has ended. Yeah. Oh god. You don't you don't realize how much sobriety sucks until you have to do it all the time. Oh my god. Have you done like a sober October or a dry January in recent memory? Uh yeah, I went like not due to like a, like a personal problem by any means, but there was a year I went a full year without a single drink. Why? Why would you do yeah, that? It, it just started out as like oh wow, like I've coincidentally not had one, and I was like, mm. well, the year is kind of, like, almost over. It was like I clued in at, like, a September point. You're, you're I was absurd. like, I'll just run it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not troubleshooting an issue. I just find it to be a good opportunity for a reset. You know, the holidays are kind of heavy with all the eating and the drinking. Loading. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know what, let's maybe take a beat and, uh, and reset with a self-discipline exercise. Yeah, and, uh, and I hate it. So, anyway, um, we're back. The post-show has returned. Psycho season is over. Yes. I mean... Unfortunately, it feels like there's another psycho season upon us, funny enough. Fortunately uh, and unfortunately. Yeah, this this winter season is absolutely stacked, which everyone will hear in the next few minutes of what yeah. we have to talk about. But uh, We are yeah, covering, uh, what, four new shows today? Yeah, yeah. Like some of them are returning. One or two of them are returning, but uh, several new shows, and there's even more new shows to come in January. 
Yeah, well, I was, t- I was telling you before we started recording, like, my, in this week, from last week to now, I've watched 11 different shows. 11 different, like, separate pilots? Or first uh, no, premieres, No, sorry. <clears throat> no, so I guess, like, that, that's also, like, you know, the, the continuation stuff. So, like, My Hero, um, you know, like, the finale of The Witch from Yeah, Murder, but they are like different shows. Yeah, 11 different shows, yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, yeah. You're fucked. I know. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm hoping some weed themselves out on their own. But the problem is I've enjoyed almost everything I've watched so far. So. Heavy is the head that wears the yes. crown. Word. Um, yeah, but yeah, to your point, I'm sure that, like, you know, Psycho Season, um, if you listen to Psycho Season, which if you didn't, you can go back and listen to it, um, we pretty much covered like the same, I want to say six, five to six shows, like literally mm-hmm. week to week from beginning of their runs to the end. Uh, for example, My Hero is still running, but many of those other shows have wrapped up. And um, there's a lot of premiering stuff in January. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to cover every single one of these week to week. Um, the post show, its origin, if you would like some part-time otaku lore, is mm-hmm. that Grant and I started this you know, about this time, actually, two years ago, um, covering uh, Attack on Titan. I think it was season four, part one at the time. And then we yep. would, like, talk shit for, like, 30 minutes to an hour afterwards about everything else we're watching. And it just sort of made sense to turn that into, like, a bit of a bonus show. And now it's, like, mostly what we want to do. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then every now and then a, a hell of, like, a banger of a show comes out that demands, like, a weekly recap slash discussion, like your Attack on Titans, Demon Slayer... Not uh, not my Hero Academia <laughs> Season 5, but we won't kick yeah. that dead horse. Um, okay, so maybe we should get started with... Uh, let's kick things off with a bit of a bang here, Grant. Let's talk Vinland Saga Season 2, Episode 1. It premiered literally yesterday, which works quite well with our mm-hmm. schedule. I presume... Better than the, uh, the same-day Chainsaw Man rush? That was... <laughs> that was... I think if there was one bad thing about that experience, of like the Chainsaw Man experience was like, get home, watch the episode, run upstairs to get ready for the podcast. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was a little much. Yeah, bunch, but. and it's difficult because you're trying to kind of, I don't know about you, but like I have to kind of make notes while I watch this stuff because I, I think as yeah. we've discovered in this process is, I don't know about you, but my memory is just absolutely Awful. atrocious. So I, I have to write it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Otherwise I just, I have like just, tiny details uh or tiny like cliff notes that i remember and literally nothing else so yeah you make a good point vinland saga we've got a little more room to kind of analyze um i'm gonna pitch it to you my friend how does it feel to be back and also spoiler warning consider that your warning for vinland saga season two episode one go ahead uh so it feels great to be back um so the interesting thing is like i uh, did you watch this week to week when it in the first no. run, or did you catch the first season after the fact? I caught the first season after the fact. So yeah, so this is new for both of us then, and it was kind of and it was Leanne and I were talking because you know that's probably Vinland Saga is probably in our top five like shared shows. Like we, mm-hmm. when you recommend it to us, we completely fell in love with it. It's true. Um, I am great at that. You are <laughs> you are great at those. But the thing about the show, if there was one little grape I had was. This is, you know, you and I have the conversation all the time about the shows that we like to have as a binge, the ones that are better week to week, and Vinland Saga is one of the ones that's in the middle. Like, you know, yeah. the, there is these big, heavy moments, like good, huge cliffhangers, and there is some satisfaction in being able to jump right into that next episode, like right away. But then, you know, there's also 
having that weak suspense to like kind of think about what you just saw you know like chainsaw man and attack on titan Good point. so i'm i'm so excited to go on this journey now with the second season and the first episode completely like no punches were held <laughs> i think <laughs> it came, came out swinging in its own way it's funny you say that because i remember this is this is not controversial it's just we adjusted the show in like a different way i remember vinland saga season one and kind of being like I could kind of take it or leave it at times because it does have like a few different arcs and I wasn't really sure where the show was going at times. Mm -hmm. Um, But it ironically, I don't know if it was on a schedule, I bet I would have loved it a lot more because I was kind of like Mm -hmm. blitzing through arcs and then I would get bored when there wasn't exciting shit happening. Sure. And it's just not, it's just clearly not that kind of show. No. Um, It's not really meant for that. I think a week to week format will probably be of net benefit from it. I was actually, I was talking to this dude uh, from my gym, and I know I've told you, like, there's a hilarious crossover between uh, this gym and all the anime fans, and he's a big fan of the manga of Vinland Saga. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And one of the things that I've seen both online and this guy told me was season two is going to be very different. Mm. Um almost did he elaborate or was he kind of keeping like well if, i said like, no, let... no spoilers okay. but he did say like and i've seen this online too and i don't think this really constitutes a spoiler people just said like if you're expecting season one like you you'll be disappointed because it's meant to be you know you think about the title of the finale of season one it was end of prologue you know yeah like i think it's meant to be a new chapter and sure. they, they've clearly done a time skip and like we'll get to that mm-hmm. but like yeah i think it's gonna quote hit different um but uh, simultaneously in the same sentence everyone always finishes with but it's amazing you know what i mean like it's different but so it's a change of pace it kind of makes me think of like uh season four of attack on titan like they pulled a real big 180 on the audience there sure before they let us settle in i have no idea what to expect um but i'm very very curious i do i do like by the end of the episode you kind of get a idea of like maybe what's to come. Like you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a bit of a mystery. Yeah, Vinland Saga hasn't had much of a mystery too. At least the first season didn't, right? Yeah. You know, it was kind of straightforward. We know, you know, like there was reveals about characters' stories and whatnot, but there wasn't like a kind of like, oh, where is this going? It's kind of like you were in the moment to moment. And by the end of the episode, you know, we have we get Thorfinn and we get this, you know, Einar character. Uh, which, you know, I'd like to get into that. But hmm. it's just like, is this, like, where, what journey are we going on here? Like, are we building, like, uh, former slaves, like a hit group? Like, hit, like are they going to hmm. go kill it? I'm very curious, like, where it's going to go. And it's it, it's a fun it's a fun pilot in that way because you get, like, you get the heaviness. You get the, you know, the, the small world building, yeah. the time jumps. And then at the end, you just get this of, like, it could go anywhere, you know? Whereas there yeah. seemed to be an end goal even in the beginning of the first season. So it's... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I have a feeling. I was, I was, you know, I don't know. I'm torn. I was gonna say I bet the tone's gonna be a lot different, but like the tone they set in in this uh, premiere is so dark yeah. and so desperate. I gotta say, dude, this is one of the better premieres I have in recent memory. Like, I don't know. This was such effective storytelling. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they introduced a whole cast. They killed them off one by one. They made us like empathize with the protagonist we've just met. Like this guy, Einer could have had his own show, and I would yeah. have watched it. You know what I mean? And what a beautiful like way to pace it and only mm-hmm. bring Thorfinn in at the end. I don't know. I thought it was like masterfully done. Um, 
Yeah. I do. I, I think it's funny because you brought up, you know, Attack on Titan season four, part one. God, it's such a mouthful. Jesus Christ. I know. Um, but it's the same their thing. Fault. That, the, the, yeah, their fault. <laughs> see, you know, see the top five episode. We kind of got into that there. But um, it was interesting because, like, you do get this new cast. And I, I, had, I think we all kind of knew going into it that it wasn't. Like, Thorfinn's obviously still the main character, I believe. Mm-hmm. We, You know, it, I think he's from the marketing. He was kind of not seen in any of the trailers, right? Like, they purposely kind of withheld him, I They think. had, like, keyframes of him, but, like, they okay. didn't... But they didn't really show him interacting with people. He was, like, okay. on the poster, but not, like, with dialogue. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, like, just, like, this Einar and the family thing, it was kind of the same thing they did with, like, you know, the, the Marleyans and all that. Like, kind of like, what show are we watching here? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh... It, I will say, so there's another thing, you know, I, I I didn't love in the first season, and I they already are having problems with it in the first episode, is it's hard to distinguish, and I think this is because, like, you know, it's, you know, it's a Japanese show, but it's mm. adapting European and, you know, uh, Scandinavian countries and all that. It is hard to isolate who is who, and, like, you know, the, like... If it's meant to be, like, the, the Welsh and the Danes and all that. Exactly. Like, yeah. It, so, like, you know, like, and they did this all last season, and they did in this episode, too, just, like, oh, you know, like, welcome to England. Like, they do, like, little, like, kind of, like, little narrative points that, like, to point out, like, someone's an outsider. Like, there's a line where they, I think, when Einer tries to escape, or maybe before he tr- attempts to escape, they drop a line of, like, you're an outsider here. Like, you know, no English person yeah. is going to accept you, and kind of, so it's like, oh, okay, so that's your reference to where we are now. And, like, so it's, and I feel like they, the first season, they were constantly 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 repeating those lines as like just like a reminder and i feel like sometimes it would take you out of a scene i totally agree so and again they're doing it already in the first episode so i'm wondering if that's just one of the things that's not going to go away so you know what that is it's the same problem among many that like the witcher season one had like sure there's these weird problems where you confuse like I think what studios and storytellers have learned is that, like, audiences, generally speaking, are not dumb. Like, they can put pieces together. But there are things like set and setting that, like, sometimes, if you're doing, in The Witcher's case, like, fucking time jumps, Mm. like, and, but people look the same, then maybe you should point it out and just put the year at the bottom of the screen for a quick minute. Or the, or in this case... When pe- the vast majority of the people watching this, and this is something I learned, is that Vinland Saga is actually bigger, bigger in the West than it is in the East. Hmm. Um, is that interesting? But if the majority of the people watching the show are watching it subbed, and they don't know that the languages are changing because they don't know the native language the characters are speaking, then, like, use a crutch. Put the, hmm. put the location at the bottom of the screen. Or, like, add a parentheses in Dutch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I know it seems like a crutch, but you you want to avoid confusion where possible because, to your point, you want people to focus on what's happening. You don't yep. want them scratching their heads going, wait, are we in, uh, is this, where are we now? Did, they, did we move? Did we cross the sea? Which sea? You know what I mean? Like, we don't exactly. want to be doing that math. And you and I, like, you know, we've been doing this for, you know, a bit of a spell now. You know, even before we started recording podcasts, we've been watching anime for, you know, for years. But, like, even me, like, it, it takes you out and you have to kind of find your way back in, in a momentary scene. So I can only imagine, you know, and this is going to be, like, one of the most recommended shows right now. Like, it just went live on, you know, Netflix a couple, like, a month or so ago, the first season. Like, so and many eyes are going to be on this. Dude, and it's, this is just a thing that's going to work against it, I find. And Netflix is simulcasting it alongside Crunchyroll. Wild. Crazy, and we're going to talk about Tokyo Revengers. They're doing it too, like they're simulcasting uh, mm-hmm. uh, on Disney Plus. That's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty it's, cool. 
Surreal. It was so surreal to see Tokyo Revengers on the splash page yeah. of fucking Disney. I know. Okay, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, I do want to say one thing actually on the la- on the language note. Yeah. Because this was actually pretty cool, and I think it, it was actually a pretty good cold. It wasn't a cold open, but it was a pretty good season opener. Is the poem that's read mm. at the beginning about carving it into yourself is read yeah. by an actual Icelandic person. That's what I thought, because it, it sounded like completely oh. different. Oh yeah, yeah. that was like, cool. and and I looked around, and it appears uh, it appears to be quite legit. So I I definitely dug that. I also want to say, go ahead. I had read that they actually reached out to the like the embassy in Japan. <laughs> For them to be like, hey, like, is this right? And they're like, bang on, you're good. Fucking <laughs> like, awesome. So they did the work on it. I thought that was pretty cool. There's also a little poem um, transition from the waves uh, when Einar screams. And they okay. transition oh, yes. into the storm. That was beautifully done. Liana kept pointing out how great, like, the thunder and lightning sounded in the show. Like, it Dude. was, like, awesome, <sighs> awesome sound design. Yeah. Do you... Um, we're going to get into the animation and like this, there's some interesting, uh, stuff behind it, but do you find the animation better, worse, the same? Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute since mm-hmm. I watched the first season. It does feel the same. It feels exceptionally brighter. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but it just felt very, Might have very something bright. to do with the, uh, setting. Um, Could be. Or tone. Be. But yeah, you make a good point. Yeah. Um, About I, the same though. I thought it was slightly better, um, and I so I started looking up like, oh, it's Mappa, but it wasn't before, right? And then it was wit. Before, it was yeah. wit. So then I'm going on this rabbit hole in the comments, and like, here's what I think is going on, and it's like I could very well be wrong because people were arguing about this, but okay. the through line seems to be that Mappa's like producing it, or they're on the committee board for it, and they own the rights. But it's the same team, it's the same animators at Wit who have all been moved around doing the show. Okay, you because that's pretty common. Like, because it's the same director from yeah. the first season, so like you know, like they're kind of fluid in that way. Like they kind yeah. of move project to project. So that's it. It looks the same, you know. There was like a weird shot where we see Leaf the back of his head, and I was like, why does his head look like a fucking onion? Like it was like yeah. so like weirdly round. It, and then you get the front side, and like proportional wise, it's like why does your face look smaller now? It was. Uh, it was I felt like that they were trying to like bait us and be like that's a, a different guy, and then when you see his face, it's like no, it's not. It's but I don't know. I don't know if that was yeah. an artistic choice or just an inconsistency. It's like it was a good episode, but I did find it very clunky. You know, in like the. In, because i don't know it's like it wasn't bad but it was just kind of like weird jumping from scene to scene yeah um it, it, especially kind of around that part of the episode like the middle to tail end of it yeah but, uh, i you could tell and and for what it's worth i do i do think that they accomplished their mission but i could sure. feel like they when they sat down with this episode and they're like, how are we going to adapt this? They were like, okay, we need to get through Einar's entire backstory and we need to end on Thorfinn. Yeah, and it's it, probably two chapters in the manga. Yeah, like, you know probably. what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. you kind of fly through Einar's backstory, his tragedy, being a slave, trying to escape. Like, that's a lot to pa- His despair, you know, how bad mm. his life is. And then finally, like, a glimmer of hope. You know what I mean? Like, you have to, t- you have to take the audience on this whole journey. Yeah. That's really hard to do um, with a character they've never seen before. You know what I mean? Like, we talk about pilots. This may, this may as well have been considered a pilot because the main character of the show is in it for two frames. It definitely felt new until the end. You know? Yeah. New but familiar. Thorfinn is, looks yeah. fucking dead in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, nothing new there. But just, uh, I think, the combo of Einar and uh, Thorfinn. I think there's going to be some good back and forth between those two because 
they, I, I keep forgetting, I kept forgetting through the episode, Einer is like way younger than we think he is. Like he's, I think he's supposed to be a teenager. It, okay. You know, or like at least like maybe like 20. Yeah, like you're right. Because he was talking about, oh, dad wouldn't have done this. And like, but he and looks like, like a grown ass man. Yeah. Well, even the mom makes a point of like, yeah, like just because like you're big, like you don't, you don't know shit about shit. <laughs> like, yeah. And know? gets the crap beat out of him of it at, at every turn, maybe a lot yeah, of experience. Yeah. So, and she's like, yeah, like you're, you're big, but you're young, I think was one of the points. So it's, right. uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see like kind of what lessons, because like Thorfinn's. Because I believe it's only like a two or three year time jump from season one to two, so Thorfinn's like not that much older. In teen know? years, that's a lot, right? If he was fifteen yeah. to eighteen, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I'm just very curious. I that finale of season one was so strong. I want to know what yeah. he's been through, where we are, who he is now. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem happy. You know what I mean? Like he's clearly on a mission. Is he, know? or is he just trying so. to get away from things? No, I think I think the bait and switch, not the bait and switch, but like I think they set a pretty clear mission statement without even like getting into specifics of like I think Einar was chosen for a reason. Mm. And whether that's something Thorfinn is looking for or this uh farmer or whoever this guy the the, the guy oh, that owns I see the farm. I'm wondering if he like saw is sees Einar as a catalyst to get Thorfinn to push to, like what he's clearly like holding back on maybe. Yeah. I think so, it's probably fair to say Thorfinn's bat had probably has some internal trauma or dialogue um, or some internal issues right now, probably just from everything he went through as a kid. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited. Yeah. I loved the uh, ED. Yes. Uh, yeah. More than the OP. Definitely different um, vibe from the first season, which yeah. was very, like, you know, like, metal, hardcore, mm-hmm. and this is, you know, very piano heavy and the, i like the op too that was pretty cool the way it opened up on that i was like wow this is a different yeah. show <laughs> i saw a lot of love for both um yeah. very cool all right let's uh keep this thing moving along near automata so this was pretty high up on my anticipated list yeah Where, how are you feeling now <laughs> um i mean you could you you didn't have to laugh before you even finished the sentence okay yeah. you don't have to dance on my grave this thing fucking sucked <laughs> No. You didn't like it, eh? No. Um, okay, no, I'm kidding. I... It's not that I didn't like it. It's just... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think maybe I got a little... <sighs> carried away, or I got a little hopeful. I don't know what I was expecting, dude. Like, I don't sure. know. I, and you know what? Like, I don't even necessarily blame the anime. From what I remember of the game, this looks like a pretty loyal one-to-one adaptation this is the first chapter of the game. I yeah. Don't think, I don't see any divergence whatsoever in this. Um, I, I think, yeah, which I don't know if is ironically is what I wanted, but yeah, same. And that's like, I'm, I'm like, I think I'm a little more up on it too. I had the, it's funny because it is an adaption of a game, but I feel like by the end of the episode, you know, that feeling where, you know, you've like, you've played something like a couple times, like full through or, yeah. even like, you know, how it felt like I was playing the game again on like my third or fourth time. And I was like, it felt so yeah. familiar and through the motions, it, it was a weird feeling to be watching something new and nothing feeling new. I think there's this, and I, I like, I know I'm not the video game expert, but I did play this mission at least. And sure. there, there is a, with gaming, there is a magical feeling there is like this 
when you hit your stride in a game like that, and, and Nier Automata, if you're listening to this and you don't know what it is, it's an anime that's premiering, episode one came out, but it's based off a video game. And that video game, was it an indie game, Grant? No, no. It's, like it's not an indie game. A, but no, it's I, Square Enix. Uh, but I guess, play. to me, the innovative thing they did is they have a lot of really interesting camera work play and camera mm-hmm. angle stuff, and they switch up environments, and like playing it is not like playing a, quote, regular game that I'm used to playing. Mm-hmm. And that felt very creative, but like that aspect of it isn't in the show because like the show's not a video game; it's just an adaptation of the plot that you play. They flirted with it a little bit yeah. with the ending stuff at the end. Yes, they did, which was um, dynamite. That was hilarious. It, um, it was. It is. I seventy-five percent CG. The opening, like yeah, again, like there was some pretty like atrociously ugly. Like all the aerial stuff was like pretty bad. But there's um, a lot of aerial stuff. Yeah, but and like, there's a lot of mech again, stuff. There is a lot of mech. I think like there's going to be a lot of CG. Like there's no doubt about it. I thought they did some really cool stuff, like the blending of like transition from like going from air to the ground and like moving away from the suit and how like you could see it. You could just see the animation style changing. It was very fluid. I, I really liked how they did that. Yeah, but there was some there were some pretty ugly shots and you know, but like you can't deny like the regular animation was kind of breathtaking in in some moments like. You know, they, they really have their action down, and the fluidity is... They're matching the, the game in that regard, you know? Like, the you know the fast-pacedness of it all. So it's, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I was excited for the show for a new story, like a new take on the game. And right. so far, we haven't had that. So, like, I am kind of feel like I haven't really started watching it yet. You know, like, I've seen this. Yeah. I, um, I did... I thought the voice acting was great. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the ending was my favorite. Um, which I think is probably very fair to say. Yeah. And I never finished that game. I probably stopped shortly after the first chapter. So like, or the first, you know what I mean? The first first mission. So I think I'm going to continue watching out of just like a lot of curiosity. I want to see the direction it goes. I want to know if the show quote, like hits its stride, Mm. you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm curious, but I didn't mean to be ultra negative. I just, I don't know. I thought it'd be something different. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's what we all, that's the thing. We didn't know. Like, we really didn't know. But yeah. the, um, now that we're here, it's it's kind of like, again, I'm not nervous by any means, but I am looking forward to them making those changes. You know, like, I want to see, yeah. you know, what, what they do differently. I, like I said, I liked it. It didn't, I think, you know, I said earlier of the eleven shows that I've watched so far, it's definitely at, like the bottom of the list. Eh, you know that I've you know it's it's and again, but I think this goes to show like there is it's starting to become like an incredibly incredibly strong season. Um, it's, so it's it's I don't know it, it's hard to say. Like I'm, I'm going to watch right? just the full run. I played the game. I love the game. I'm curious to see like the Easter eggs they're going to put in there. Also, like they they're just using the soundtrack from the game, which is one of the best modern soundtracks. So I'm in it for just to hear like the new needle drops and this, and you know, the, from one to the other and like what songs they are going to choose to use. And I'm, I think that's, I'm in for like the big package as like the experienced fan. So it's, um, I'm, I'm going to watch it beginning to end, no matter what. I think, I think you make a good point that I, is probably worth, uh, voicing is that I did see a lot of people were, pretty stoked mm. on uh the fact that it's seems to be a quote faithful adaptation that it like uses the same soundtrack that is in the games people are very stoked about that because it's funny right 
like sometimes people bitch that the adaptation doesn't do the source material justice and all they want is a one-to-one adaptation mm. recreation and yeah. then other times like in this case it's like oh i kind of just feel like i'm watching a video game yeah remix and, and switch it up and i've played yeah. that before you know what i mean so it's like yeah. i don't know you're damned if you do you're damned, damned if you don't audiences can be fickle um but yeah i don't know so I, i'm absolutely going to commit to watching more i'm just curious as to see where this goes um actually speaking of remakes and because this isn't an is i don't know if there's a manga but there's an original anime classic that is being quote remade trigun stampede episode one brought to you by studio orange and if you thought near automata had a lot of cg um trigun i think is in its entirety cg right yeah oh yeah Dave. character models uh, uh everything i fucking love this this was I w- this is probably like my most hesitant show. I was like, I was like, I'll watch the pilot. I don't think this is gonna stick. I am fucking in for the ride on this one. Were you? I, I was completely won over. Were you aware of the art style ahead of time? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember when the announcement came out, and there was that huge outcry about it. And I think you and I had talked about it a bit on one of the post shows. Of course, or, I forget. It, eh? <laughs> it might have been might have been back might have been back and forth, just you know, in in our messages. But um, there was like a lot of outcry about it, and it, admittedly, it looked kind of you know, like it's hard to tell from stills, right? CG yeah. never looks good as a still, very rarely. Yeah. Um, especially at this budget level, you know, like looking at a photo of something from you know into the spider verse like that's you know it's apples and right. oranges, right you need to see this in motion good and point fuck this i don't know i think there there's <clears throat> there's definitely like that that uh cg chunkiness like the yeah. like any it's... any still moment it is present i'm like i'm not gonna deny that it is but, what uh it is present, like that, that, the, like the genuine chunkiness that this it's type like, of animation has. It's like a frame rate issue, almost. You know what there, I mean? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, but um, it's I don't funny. Know what, do you know what anime normally runs at frame frame rate wise? Like I know, like it's is it similar to movies where it's twenty four? God, that's a great question. Yeah. I, I can hear Vivian yelling at the yeah. at the <laughs> her speakers Shout right out. now. Let no, I I don't know. Um, I know the expression, you know, shot on ones and shot on twos. Does that mean two per second? I have no idea. I have no idea. I should. We should know that. You would think we yeah. would, but but yeah, there's some. It's is there's some jank, um, and it. I I noticed, just on the animation front, like the jank is actually almost more present in, when they're trying to animate or CG animate like. Um, moments of almost stillness and like that's where you notice the most the hair moving like that the human element they seem to have more trouble with that the action which has arguably not arguably which absolutely has way more frames and much more work is actually quite seamless and actually looks quite good it's like water it was flowing man which is isn't that funny that like the the trouble is like two characters talking it looks kind Mm. of plastic and then but like once it's once it's action time everything looks like a fucking movie and it's funny, because, like, you and I both, I think we both watched the pilots of the original show. And, we did, yeah. You know, I don't know, I'm not sure why you bounced off, but, like, for me, it just didn't work for me. Like, it was, I get it, it's good, I know it's a classic, but, like, it's just, it wasn't, like, the, maybe it wasn't the right time. I have a take. this, oh, okay. I was going to no, say, I have it. a take that I'm sure will upset some people, but I watched the original pilot, and then I finished it, and then I was like, I've already seen a better version of this, and it's Cowboy Bebop, like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> Sure, yeah, and and the remake was coming, and I was like, you know what? I'll check out the remake. Yeah, but I I do like and like there's I, there was a couple there was a couple scenes in the episode that I was kind of just blown away with. Um, one like kind of less I don't know why there, there's a scene where, uh, 
you know when they're in like the water factory and then the military shows up before yeah. like the showdown outside i can't remember who but someone gets a fucking beat down and i was like it was relentless and i was like oh 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 my god this is it's he's still like, going sh- he's still going but it was just like the animation it was like very you know like up to that point and nothing really blew us away yet. oh they were like, beating up vash when they arrested him oh yes yeah so i'm like it's surprisingly like looks really really good for like a simple like just you know, for like four or five characters kind of beaten down on like an off frame, you know, out, out of frame, yeah. you know, character. And then obviously, like that, me- like the ending, like the meteor shower scene, like, yeah, that, was, the ro- like that was bananas. Holy cow, man. So I think, I think we're in for a fun ride with this. This is, you know, like you know, we were talking about, you know, last, you know, it's funny, last year, like Licorice for Quo, that was like our popcorn show, that was like our blockbuster show. And I think Trigon is kind of fitting into that niche of it might not work in every facet that it attempts. Yeah. But there's some stuff it's just going to knock out of the park every time. And I think it's just going to be those fun, silly action moments. And, you know, it's like narrative wise, I don't really care. I have no investment in this story yet. Obviously, in the pilot, I'm sure maybe something will come along the way. But I'm just I'm just here for like what it can do or what it could potentially do, because it did some really cool things in the pilot. And if they just keep doing that every two, three episodes, I'll, I'll come back. I will say, on a positive note, like, you know, I'm, I am a bit of a CG negative Nancy. So <laughs> the the pro I will give is that, um, to your point, the action was great. And also the use of color. Like, it's a yes. very vivid show. Mm-hmm. Um, and credit where credit is due. It's, it's very, I liked it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can kind of see what you mean. Like, I could watch this on Saturday mornings. Um, so I'm going to continue. It feels like something we would have watched on Saturday morning. You know, like it, it has this weird blend of, you know, Western and Eastern to, at the same time. It's a, yeah, we, it, we need one of those in our rotation, you know? Yep. Keep us sane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's talk, uh, let's break this up a little bit. Let's talk about some news. Um, got this, this set the internet on fire briefly, <laughs> uh, this news before, before everybody was like, okay, calm down. It's not what you think it is. Water was thrown on it pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> the headline is Miranda Otto parentheses, Eowyn from Lord of the Rings is returning for Lord of the Rings war of the Rohirrim in 2024. Then cue the internet exploding. Fucking what? And then of course it's like easy. Everybody she's narrating an animated movie. <laughs> so mm. it's not, exactly uh a return to form which i gotta say like just leave this shit alone like no more lord of the rings movies like i think we've learned are they doing more are you laughing <laughs> just i have the, I have the opposite like keep, keep them coming oh like, really yeah of course well, this is different this is different right like you know this is gonna be they're going in the past but like you know rigs of power kind of taught us a little bit of a lesson there um you know, sometimes what you want isn't always what you get. But well, I was thinking of The Hobbit. I was like, Peter, like, I was more thinking, like, Peter Jackson, oh, sure. stop. That's kind of what I was thinking. But, to, like, yeah. to your point, I will admit, there is lots of IP ready to be explored. Because this is the the anime, right? Like, it's animated, but it's, like, an anime movie. Yes. Oh, I didn't so, know. It was, like, when you say anime movie that way, you mean, like, it's, like, ma- being made? In, I was in the... Really impression that there was going to be like a like an like an anime studio involved in lord of the rings project that's pretty cool uh you're not thinking star wars or something no no i'm pretty sure that's cool i'm down with that okay we'll be back next week for uh, for yeah i'm down for existing ip to be explored in like interesting new ways and mediums but like Mm. I don't know. Like, this next story, for example. Like, I don't know if anyone is asking for this. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling to film an Ocean's Eleven movie this spring. 
don't ask me if it's a reboot or a remake or a continuation. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, it's just weird. I don't know. The, I feel yeah, like the I'm corpse... I'm going to disagree with you here. <laughs> but I just, <laughs> like, you I put feel those like... two hot asses in a fucking Ocean's movie, and I'm fucking in. Well, no, <laughs> I just... I feel like everybody's still, like, just stepping over the corpse of Ocean's 8. And it's... I get, yeah, I this, never saw that. Here's what I'll tell you. Okay, let me let me frame it this way, and there's no way you can't agree because this is the best point ever made. If Ocean's Eight didn't happen, this would be right on time to revive this franchise. True. Uh, yeah, that's dead on. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. did this, and it was so absurd. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not being that dick. Like, oh, it's you know what I mean? Because that really brought a lot of ugly out of the internet. Mm. um about like oh you can't just make the whole cast female like that that take is bad but yeah more yeah, importantly was the there was a lot of like the uh bullshit grandstanding on like all yeah cast give, give me a break with that but more yeah. importantly the problem was the movie was bad you know what i mean mm. like they kind of went for something over substance or whatever you want to call it um but yeah i think that if that movie doesn't happen this one is welcomed uh much more but like I mean, if they're only filming it this spring, what, 2024, maybe early 26 release date? Like, I think people, including myself, will probably have forgotten about Ocean's 8. If Steven Soderbergh comes back, then... <laughs> yeah, you know what it, I it'll be an, It'll be an ace in the hole, I think. I think that's, like, this cat. the casting is whatever, but if, if they bring back, like, the behind-the-scenes people for this movie, that, that would be different. I, I would... Think. I would be shocked. I would if they bring Soderbergh back. I will be there opening night. Mr. Soderbergh. Then, <laughs> yeah, no, when you go know, like, back, he's and back watch, from Magic Mike. He came back from Magic true. Mike. So when you know. watch Ocean's Eleven and Thirteen, and you watch the editing and how tight those fucking movies Don't are, skip over twelve like that. Well, don't do that. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to say nice things. Um. Dude, you know what's funny? I saw a headline today. <laughs> I didn't put it in the news. I saw a headline today. Don Cheadle is a quote from an interview. Uh, people come up to me on the street and tell me how much they hate Ocean's 12. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. No, Don no, Cheadle, no. easy. Wrong. I love 12. He's having a tough go. <laughs> hot um, take. But yeah. Here's a hot take. I think 12's the best one. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's the. You're, you know what? You're right. That is a hot take. Yeah. It doesn't get hotter than that. I can't burn the rest of the podcast arguing with you about that. <laughs> we got to move the fuck on. But but Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, very happy for you. Yeah. Um, get that. paid. Warner Brothers executives and insiders believe the Flash movie is on par with The Dark Knight and are reportedly considering keeping Ezra Miller on board going forward. As uh, many of you know, James Gunn and co-CEO Peter guy who isn't famous it has been destroying whatever was left of uh, the dceu including you know henry cavill superman wonder woman aquaman potentially once this movie comes out but the flash has had its own long series of documented issues the movie and its star um but like and they seem to have been hemming and hawing on whether or not to release it i think if i remember correctly it's like a 200 million dollar movie so that would be a hell of a hell of a um thing to put in the to have in the can and not release so i have to assume they release it um but it sounds like they think this thing is a fucking firecracker and grant i don't know what it is i can't picture a good flash movie no i (sighs) and it's nothing on ezra by the way like i think if anything it's more like i mean he sounds kind of deplorable or they sound kind of deplorable to begin with given all their controversies but Mm. it's almost as 
you know, radio silence all of a sudden. Too, yeah, of course. Is... All, and fine, it's alleged if you want to ask, add that asterisk. But my point was just going to be on the DCEU. Like, none of these movies have been, quote, critically acclaimed, right? Some have made some money. Most of them have dug a bit of a hole. What changes their mind that makes them think this one is a slam dunk? I... I have no, like, mental energy left. I'm trying to figure out, like, what they're doing right now. Until, like, they finally, like, get their landing and there's, like, something presented to us going forward. Yeah. This DC, this DC stuff is... It's it's honestly boring to me. It's it's just... Yeah. I think if they're just trying to spin doctor this thing, I think that's all this is. Yeah, they're they... They're just trying to... They have been playing this f- song about how great The Flash is for a while. Mm. There's no poster. There's no trailer. There's still no release date. It's been in the can, I want to say, for at least a year. Like, this thing, this movie's done, and so if it's so great, like, put it out. Didn't we get all this stuff with Thor Love and Thunder 2? Like, well in advance, you know, of just like, oh, it's the best one yet, you know, best villain, yeah. this and yada yada. Like, it's, anytime, like, with these superhero movies, it's the same routine. Like, when it's, you know, umpteenth, like, you know, days <laughs> away from, from coming out, they're all pumping it up, and it's all insiders this, and, like, just I, I just can't wrap my head around them dumping henry cavill and keeping him yeah that like post post this movie like it's they have they have a like james gunn and forgettable peter have like it 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 is really is a bit of a herculean task right like it's Mm -hmm. it sounds fun i think everybody goes oh i could be i'd love to be kevin feige but like once you inherit a kind of broken dceu and you have to keep the pieces you like but get rid of the ones that you don't and you have to make sure it works for a decade like that just you know like james gunn said some stuff on twitter like to be fair like he said i need this to go for a decade and henry cavill's fucking 39 and we want a younger Mm -hmm. superman you know Mm -hmm. what fair is fair especially if you're throwing out all these movies and they're not going to be canon in your new new universe that makes sense but yeah when you pick and choose and like you keep ezra but you get rid of henry that shit doesn't make sense now maybe Maybe you just, you know, maybe it'd be kind of a blockbuster suicide to kill Ezra and get him out of the universe before his movie comes out and potentially tanks or does well. So mm. maybe, but I don't know. Did Aquaman 2 come out yet? No. Yeah, but I think they confirmed that he's done too. So I don't know what the strategy is here, but it's messy. But to be fair, like, they're cleaning up a mess and kind yeah. of making a new one. Like... They need a net new movie that exists within the James Gunn universe to, like, set expectations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just literally years away. And in the meantime, there's going to be more, more bullshit articles like this. So maybe we just cover it a little less. I don't know. Um, okay, moving on. Wednesday renewed for season two. Grant, yeah, over nope. to you. <laughs> uh, so, again, right back to the DC stuff. So, the Batman Penguin spinoff with Colin Farrell is beginning production. Uh, is it this spring? Uh, or this summer? Yes. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. So, there this we go. Spring. I'm excited for that. That was a fun part of the... Uh, anything Batman movie related, I'm, I'm super down Which for Which isn't Colin... part of the DCEU. Like, what a mess. Mess. Mess, mess, mess. Clean it up. Uh, Vinland Saga confirmed for 24 episodes. Fucking A. I'm ready to have this in my life for the rest and, of the And, uh... Two consecutive cores, no break. Oh, okay, I did not. That's even better. Yeah, um, So, on the other side of the superhero world, we got the new Ant-Man Quantumania trailer. Uh, did you catch this? No. No, no I, I did I did actually watch it, and it took me three tries. And really? Like, In what? How so? 
Well, for one, I was working and I couldn't focus on it. And I, ah, okay. but, but for the other, I was like, I, I don't care. Like I was just having a hard time getting engaged on it. I can, uh, man, I'm really negative today, but, but no, I, I was really nice about Vinland Saga. I can say this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It balances right in the universe. Um, but no, I don't know. I think like, uh, Kang the Conqueror left a bad taste in my mouth and, uh, I don't know. I just, it didn't do anything for me. How about that? Mm. Fair enough. What about you? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Okay. See, so you can't be all incredulous and be like, I can't no, even. No, no. I was, bring I was just curious. Uh, I was curious why three attempts didn't happen. So uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, fair enough. But uh, so finally, the early reviews. Uh, I think it's cool because I've only really seen these on the game websites. The Last of Us adaption is apparently quite faithful, hands down, the best video game adaption uh, yet, uh, as per all of these sources. But. Um, Usually you get this from HBO anyway, so even if it was bad, people wouldn't say much differently. Yeah. But uh, I am very excited for that. That premieres next Sunday or this Sunday? I think it's January fifteenth. Whenever that is, that oh. sounds like this Sunday. Uh, yeah, it would be. Yeah, right on. I am I'm gonna ex- watch that show. Uh, week to week, we'll be covering it. So we'll get get used to that being in uh, the post show for the next uh, ten weeks. But uh, that's the uh, that's the news feed, Dave. Yes, it is. All right. Let's uh, cut to the second half here, buddy. Let's talk some My Hero Academia. <laughs> Did you get a little bit of season five flashback? or? <laughs> yes and no. So uh, Stunned, Dave. I was shocked that they wasted half an episode re- like literally retelling what we just watched for like weeks. I was blown away. Yeah, I'm uh, a little confused by that. I don't know. Like, that, was, that was a... That was an odd choice. And it's an odd choice because, like, I don't know, maybe you put that in the middle of two arcs. Like, they clearly are breaking it up. There's a new OP, right? A new yeah. ED. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like a weird choice. I, I gotta say, like, kind of unrelated, but also related. I like uh, the voice actor from Adoria when he narrates. Like, he does things. He's like his, clearly older. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's, like, a neat little detail mm-hmm. um, that he's telling it, like, from the, quote, future. Mm-hmm. Um do you believe, spoiler alert for season six, episode 14, is Miss Midnight dead? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, it's time these people start having some permanent consequences. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like that. But um, I, I think the problem with me is like, so here's the thing. There's a lot this, of problems with you. Sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> the latter half of this episode was dynamite. Fantastic. Like, a yeah. very good episode. The, but the problem is, if they were just going to be going sorry so what happened in in that second half the momentum was completely killed by that first recap yeah. like if they had just jumped if they had put that in the front of the episode and would have just straight up continued which it did it, it would have made so much more sense and i feel like emotion wise it would have resonated more but that re- just completely killed it for, for me yeah. personally i was kind of blown away um but again the direction they're going on i love it I'm, they're setting up a jailbreak thing which i'm all down for a jailbreaker <laughs> You know, if that lasted three, four episodes, I'd be fucking stoked. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to say anything. Ugh, I don't know. I feel like saying, I feel like I'm trapped. I can't tell you what happened to me without semi-spoiling it. Let me, let me try and do this. Okay. I let this play. I let the credits play because I wanted to hear the new ED. Okay. And I accidentally watched the preview, which like completely spoils the whole next episode. It was like, what? Oh, really? oh so it is a jailbreak. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I just mean, like, they queue a couple things up in this. Like, you okay. know, Midnight Dies, uh, Miss Midnight Dies, and then they talk about the Dobby 
like the public is kind of starting to turn its back a little bit on Endeavor because of the whole Dobby reveal. Sure. And his lame fucking dance. Uh, then yeah, there's the whole all for one thing, and like yeah, he tells the Nomus, or yeah, it's the Nomus he tells, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta say, I love the dual audio they use when yeah. all for one speaks out of uh, Shigaraki's Shigaraki body. body. It's just chilling. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, you know, and there's some other stuff that happens. But yeah, like the preview for the next episode is just like, here's what happens. Like it feels like they showed us the end of the episode. I was kind of pissed. Ah, I forgot um, my hero is pretty bad, like, next week on. Yeah, you're right. I think we discovered yeah. that in season five, didn't we? Yeah, we got burned a couple times. Anyway, to hell with those bastards. But, uh, um, like I said, otherwise, I really enjoyed the second half of the episode. Um, you know, it's, uh, like I said, the emotion was there. It was just like, fuck, man, like, why didn't you guys just do... Yeah, yeah but... Oh, again, also... That's how they save time, and they do half an episode. But... Who is All for One's... Uh, no, One for All's mentor, the short yellow fella? Gran Torino. Oh, uh, Gran Torino. That son of a bitch survive? Yeah, he wasn't on that dead list. So, I'm sure he's kicking around somewhere. So he survives. What? what after receiving an on-screen death blow, and Miss yeah. Midnight gets a permanent death, at, and and we don't see what happens to her. There is. I th- I didn't catch it the first time, like when we first kind of see her get hit. But in this episode, they like show um, like a... in the recap, it looks like debris is like on top of her, like yeah, in air. Right, fine, fair enough. I don't remember. I don't remember that being like you know a couple episodes ago. But yeah, I think. But don't that... you think? Pardon the pun, but don't you think that would have had more impact if we saw that happen to her? Hundred percent. Like, why show it after the fact? Just a... too many moving parts. I think it's just too many moving parts. Peculiar choice. And yeah. Gran Torino, this is like the second or third time he has a near-death experience. The guy's fucking 100. Kill him. And he's a great character to kill. Yeah. he Like, he's... The, the audience is attached. He's known three one-for-all holders. Mm-hmm. He's got all this history. Like, he's prime fucking execute the old man. Live stream it. I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um... I'm actually weirdly excited to talk about Tokyo Revengers. <laughs> I am too. Right? All week I'm in... <laughs> yeah. uh, season 2, episode 1, aired on Disney+. Plus. Wild. Grant, so wild. I don't know which... I don't want to get into this whole conversation about devices. I don't know what device you use to watch streaming services. Like, I have like a... What would you say? PlayStation. Okay, so I have a Android TV, like, first party from... It's the Google Chromecast. It's the new ones sure. that have, like all of android tv embedded in it yeah, yeah and um you know disney plus has been it's a relatively good app on android um mm. one of its just hilarious issues is that it um it didn't have a subtitle button in the video player like you had to go yeah. to, like the system settings on the fucking on the whole device and turn mm. on subtitles and the for the premiere of season two, episode one of Tokyo Revengers, there was a sub button and they had it in like 27 languages. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And now the whole app has a subtitle button. So, so Tokyo Revengers is leading the charge. Yeah, I mean. On, but, on proper. Uh, well, they're subs. known for pushing the boundaries of storytelling. Mm. No, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, I'm not gonna dump all over it. I actually, I'm, I'm gonna start this one. I thought it was yeah. actually kind of fun to come back. It was. Um, I, I, like. Am I crazy, or has the animation substantially improved? Dave, that was the first thing I noticed. It was, like, the first, like, ten episodes from, like... There was a huge decline towards the end of the yeah. season, I found. Yeah. And 
I think this is no better, more or less on par with what like the first half of uh, season one. I think. Okay. But, um, there's that's the thing. There's so much attention on the show. The manga is fucking gigantic. You yeah, know, it is. like it's on like Disney. Disney knows what they're doing. They they bought this for a reason because they picked up this and Bleach. And, yeah, you know, like, true. they're, I think they're very aware of the market associated, or, like, the fan base associated to this. So, I think, you know, Lighten Films, who's making this, too, I think they probably knew they had to, you know, pull up their bootstraps, because they got raked over the coals, like, big time. For the animation season. quality? I think that was, like, the biggest offender, for sure. Um, yeah. That was pretty much any conversation you had about Tokyo Avengers was a little, like, plot-related stuff, but then also... Thick Thick Oh, my God. I, I literally say that once a day. <laughs> Still, no. So, Do you really? Oh my god, Leanne, Leanne and I always call each other Takamichi. So <laughs> That's pretty good. But uh, I did enjoy the episode. Um, again, it's it's what I like about Tokyo Revengers. It's not groundbreaking, mm. and the reveals weren't all that huge, mm. and the tone of the show feels the same. But like mm-hmm. saying that, I'm kind of glad to be back. You know, it's. Um, okay. I don't know. I just I like the concept. It's agree. It's a fun concept. Agree or disagree? Mm. The future arc. The future, what is it? An arc? The uh, timeline? F- no, the future storyline. Oh, okay. Yeah. Reliably better than the past storyline. Uh. Ooh. Hmm. I just think that um, when I'm watching the show, I'm loving the dynamic between Takemichi and Naoto, and discovering like the consequences of what the, what he's done in the past and also just the mm. fact that it's now an adult show yeah yeah i okay it's hmm, how do i you can disagree we, no it's it is a bit of a hot I, take no the thing is i don't i don't disagree it's just i think the how do i how do i say this without like getting out of the question i think the pat like they're two different shows right uh-huh. and i think they both have like pros and cons and i think you know the the cons aren't that big a deal in each one, but they both have really good pros, so it's kind of hard to pick between the two. I, th- I like the cast of characters better in the past. Like, I like Draken, you know, Mikey, and, and all that. But, like, you know, having... Uh, is it Kazutora back? Yeah. I really thought he was a, a great reveal last season. Having him around... I think was, he was the best part of this episode. He was super by far. Um, but, but the whole thing with Naoto, like, he seems a little one-dimensional. You know, every time we see him, it's the same thing he says. So, I, maybe... You know what? I'll say I disagree. Because he's kind of like a one-trick pony, and he says the same thing every time we see him. Well, to your point, he is kind of an exposition machine, right? True, true. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think I just like that it's... There's less Crybaby hero in the present (laughs) timeline, which, of course, is, like, kind of the whole show. There's There's less childhood drama, but, like, I think the point of the past is that he's reliving childhood drama. So, Mm. sue me. Um, But, yeah. Okay, fair point. But it was cool to see him, like, as, like, the Toman gang leader for, like, a hot second. And then he has, like, a full meltdown when he realizes what he's done. He becomes, like, old, you know, yeah, I, I, Takamichi. I will but, say, uh, the Kasaki twist did get me. Like, the whole My Hero thing. Yeah. That surprised me. Yeah. Mr. Um, Box. And I will tell... Season. Maybe yeah. <laughs> And I will tell you from my time, they, a new character is introduced, and I'll tell you with my uh, from my time with Dragon Ball Super, I can tell you that Hakai means destroy. Oh, so you're welcome. Um, that's the name of the new character, the purple-haired guy. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That that was the context you're missing. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna continue to watch. For only sure. twelve episodes this time, too. Oh, really? One, yeah, I think it's one run. No, uh, no double core. If it's twelve. 
Every episode better look like this, Grant. I would hope so. Okay. <laughs> Just say the least, yeah. They did they did nail, I will say, they did nail what they did previously again. Like the city lights at night. Like mm-hmm. they that's like their strength, dude. Like they're 100%. very good at that. The um and you know what a huge improvement like I know we like we kinda like goofed on the animation, this and that, but I think the thing we you and I both disliked the most was how silly the action looked in the first season. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it was like watching two, like, Rock'em Sock'em robots kind of go to toe, like, you know, one punch, two punch kind of thing. Yeah. And then there was, like, the odd, like, kick from Mikey or whatever. But, like, when Kazutoro throws a beat down on Takamichi, I was like, oh, this is looking pretty good. Like, yeah, it was his ass, you know? So, but, like, it looked fluid. It looked normal. You know, it didn't have, like, that stutter kind of almost, like, single, like, eye punch, then you yeah. punch shit we were getting in season one. For it to be so, that bad, like, they must have, there must have been something really dire going on. Because, like you said, the first half of that show was legit good. Like, hooked. it was well animated. Completely hooked, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, we've heard of, like, budget issues and time constraints, like, a million times over. So, it might have been, it must have been just a really bad case of that. Because mm-hmm. it uh, took a bit of a nosedive. But if they keep this... If they keep this standard, I'll be I'll be over the moon. And then all you got to focus on is the story, and we'll see how they do. We'll see how they do. Okay, I'm a, I'm a bounce it over to you. Why don't you tell me about the witch from Mercury, Dave? Holy fuck, man! <laughs> so um, so the fir- uh, this past Saturday, the first core of uh, you know the witch from Mercury just ended, um, and I was actually behind by a couple episodes. I had a good you know early morning catch up, uh, and then. You know, later or the the following day, episode twelve would come out, and you know, like I've been really enjoying the show. It's beautiful. There's been some great, you know, um, you know, mech fights. You know, like the mobile suit fights. There was like, you know, it was very not so much slice of lifey, but it was kind of like school based. And I don't know that was kind of like what turned you off. Yeah. But there was there was something missing because like I've watched Gundam before, and you know, like for the show with a legacy to like have such a a tonal shift, like. It was kind of marketed as such, like there would be a tonal shift. So maybe I was kind of like convincing myself that they've there was something they took out, um, you know, because I've seen it in Iron Blooded Orphans and Gundam Wing, and you know, like the odd like one off movie I've seen or whatever. And Dave, I forgot it, it showed up in episode twelve. I for, I, I remember what they've been leaving out. Uh, it's called War Crimes, and uh, <laughs> they just like brought it right back into the show, and it was it was essentially the prologue. Uh, 2.0. It was almost almost a shot for shot remake of the, of the prologue, which I know you loved. Um, I did. Yeah, no, but it, I wanted that sh- as a show. Dave, it's here now. I think Core Two is going to be off the rails. I am truly. not investing until you confirm that for me. I know, I hundred percent. When it comes out, because the second core comes out in, I don't, I'm not sure if it's April, but at some point in the spring. Eh, it's um, not too far. No, it's not too far. Um, I, it's all I've been able to think about. The closing shot of this episode. And it was like a painting, what they pulled off. Jeez. And just like, there was, there, there was a moment of like genuine shock and horror on uh, Mirion's character. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I do like remember it. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, wow, man. Like, the, at the whole episode, all I could think of was Attack on Titan. Uh, oh season my four. God. It just like, the, you know, the. the that's some dark shit. Well, that's the thing. And that's the thing, too. Like, I can't believe I forgot, like, all. A majority of these Gundam series, the main characters, a lot of them are, are they're children. And they are, you know, thrown into these suits and they're, you know, enacting war based on, like, you know, like they're fighting the war of the old people that's forcing them into battle, right? Like, that's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like a recurring theme in Attack on Titan and a lot of these, you know, like post-war uh, type shows. 
and I was just I was blown away. Like when the show kicked into like hey, like when it reminded everyone like I'm fucking Gundam Wing or I'm, I'm Mobile Suit Gundam, like you know what's up? The, the whole episode was just insane. It was awesome. Um, like literally laying down on the couch, sat up and like was sitting on the edge of the seat. Oh, watching, I know that like, feeling. Intent, like, it was just like oh, it's on. It is fucking on it was uh, really it was out of left field like yeah, I'm, I'm really glad like i saw it exploded on reddit yeah um but i'm glad that that happened like i just i don't know i know that sounds silly but like no no no, no. It's, it's it's just not the show i would have predicted to knock your socks off and the, and that's the thing like you know there was there was mo- lots of moments of politics and there's a lot of like you know subterfuge like there's a lot the, the whole i can't remember how far you you watch but um, two three only, episodes. Two three episodes. Because there's like you know there's the different like groups like the companies all within one company and they're all trying to like backstab each other and get above one another, you know and like in the most recent episodes essentially that core group they start their own company like you know there's the whole like uh, they figure out that Ariel is a Gundam and Gundams are banned, um, and uh, you know so the, it gets turned around to like this whole like you know we'll, we're a company that makes medical equipment because Gundam AI can be used for oh, and yes. I was like. And I was like, okay, this is, like, where the show is going. That's interesting. And then just the, like, the sneaky, like, (laughs) it was like a sucker punch of, like, ha, gotcha. We're still Gundam, you know? (laughs) It was, like, it completely completely caught me by surprise. It was, it's not often you get a shocked moment like that. Well, it sounds like Like, they played the long con. Like, oh, my God. Ten episodes worth or some shit. Eleven. Or, uh, no, they played, I guess, so plus the prologue, it would have been 12 episodes leading up to this, this finale. Oh, I want to know and, if, uh, it, if they, like, dra- drastically change the show now. I, uh, so, like, essentially how it ends, without spoiling, because I, I think, fuck, I, I want you to watch it just so you can see this episode, because, and, it, you know, it's, I know it's a lot, we have a lot to watch, and it's, it's kind of a hard ask, but, like, I don't know, it's, um, I'm just so happy with it, like, you know, like you, you're kind of getting used to one thing, and then they just completely pull the rug out from under you. And nah, I... the what they so anyway, so essentially how the show ends is there was peace, and now the war has essentially been reengaged with oh, okay. you know with Earth and space, and uh, it's uh, it's about to like let loose. I think, and I really hope they don't kill momentum and kind of just go right back to like, oh, we're back at school. Like you know, how can yeah. we get through this? Like I think there's going to be uh, some some big like you know, wage war scenarios going on, so. I know, I know how you're feeling. There, there, there's, it's like that feeling you chase a little bit sometimes, right? It's, it's hard yeah. for a show to knock you on your ass. Mm. Sometimes movies do it, sometimes, it, like, but there's always a moment, and you always remember that moment. That, I'll never that forget this. Away. Yeah, so I, I, I appreciate that you have that moment. I will never forget this episode. Holy cow. It's one of my all-time favorite anime Jeez. episodes. Jeez. Yeah, Happy boy. Good. Well, yeah. I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm sure I will get around to watching it. Yep. Um, at some point, perhaps after you've scoped out the second core, but we'll see. Sooner than later. Sooner rather than later, yeah. Um, we have, we've got time for one question on the Q&A. Mm. And the Q&A remains on the post-show, okay? We know you guys love it. We love answering your questions. And my boy Travis coming through again with, like, a tough question. Um, but and have I advertised the Q&A yet? No, I have not. It's on Mondays. We post it in our Instagram stories at Part Time Otaku Podcast. While you're there, you may as well give us a follow, uh, and that way you can see when the stories go up, and you can send us your questions. And if we don't answer you this week, we tend to bank them, and we'll carry them over into future weeks. 
um, and you just so happen to continue. You have to keep listening to see if we answer. So you see what we're doing here. Um, who is the greatest anime protagonist of all time and why? Mm. I'll rephrase it on behalf of Travis and say, like, who's your greatest mm. anime protagonist of all time and why? And maybe even... I, I struggle with the the best period, right? It's like the goat in name a sport. It's like... Mm. There's a lot of things that you have to consider, right? What criteria are you using? Does the generation matter? Mm. Um, what about when you... Like, where... You know, you asked me six years ago, I'm going to say Goku, right? Like, sure. You know what I mean? So everything changes. I've got a couple. What do you... What, do you want to start? Do I start? Um, You start. Yeah, you start. So, it, this is tricky. I have, I have a couple... Here's my mainstream pick that I think is not controversial and almost borderline boring, but I, and I think it's predictable because it's a good pick, and it's Edward Elric. Mm. Would you would you count that as like you know Alphonse like a, like a co pair like it's like a co lead thing because their stories like intertwined from it is intertwined, but honestly, the reasons I pick Edward Elric no I I just pick it for him like I appreciate I would say they're the best duo or like as brothers they go through something sure. amazing, but in this instance I'm just picking him as a protagonist and the reason I do is because you know my criteria quote for for this question is is more about the character arc and the journey right and you don't have to like the journey which is why like some of my honorable mentions are going to be maybe controversial but there does have to be a journey there has to be growth they have to <laughs> have done something you know what i yep. mean sure and edward at the end of full metal alchemist brotherhood which is the show he's from he mm. answers the question that his character is asking in the first epi episode of the whole series Sure. And you can watch it dawn on him every so often. The show gives you these moments, this these looks into his psyche. That kind of... Yeah. yeah, it's progression, right? And I know it's like a... I don't really think it's a particularly simple progression, but I think it's a really powerful one with a really, really great message. I'm not going to spoil it. But think about what Edward is looking for when his character starts his journey and think about how he solves his problem at the end of that show. Hmm. I think that's nothing but growth. Um, and I think it's beautiful. Um, my honorable mention, I've got Vivi Florite. I know it's a little out of, out of, no, out of left field. I love that. I love that pick. But everything I just said about Edward Elric is true for Vivi. It's a mini, it's not a mini series. It's a limited series of only what is it? 10 episodes, Grant? Uh, I think it's 12. 12. Uh, it might've been, it was weird. I think it was 13. 11. Yeah, it was weird. But literally the exact same thing. Vivi's asking the same question mm. about existence throughout the whole show and seems to find the answer at the end and again i don't think that's a spoiler um my controversial ones are like maybe aaron <laughs> i think i think aaron's a phenomenal yeah. protagonist because you know we we've yet to see if he is the well he is kind of uh made the flip even if the end, but but his journey same thing asking the questions you know a protagonist often is synonymous with main character right yeah. Um, and we don't know how his journey ends, but it's been a hell of a journey. Sure. If you want to look at, like, hopeful ones in the future, like, if they don't fumble the bag, Thorfinn could get his way into his li into this list. 100%. Over to you. Uh, or did I just Kageyama take all there? of them? <laughs> no, Mo I think Mob. So, Kage uh, Kageyama, or Shigeo uh, Kageyama there. Yeah. He, uh, you know, we, we've gushed over Mob Psycho uh, enough. I don't really need to uh, get back into that one. I think... 
I think Hinata from Haikyuu would be one of my Ooh. personal favorites. Especially where we're at in, in the anime. The um, homie. Yeah, like, just, you know, as Leanna dubs him, like, her little tangerine there. <laughs> like, you know, like he's just such a, you know, a force of positivity and, like, you know, like, personal progression. Like, I think that's, like, the thing we, we've kind of loved about the show. And I think kind of goes, you might be able to see uh, with Blue Lock, but, like, just, like, the, the physical challenges and the mental challenges, like, that are so different from, like, fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. And there's, like, they're so grounded, but... You know, like they're so real, even even in uh, in, in the animation. But uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's he, he's a phenomenal phenomenal uh, main character. But it's um, a good pick. You know, you could do the legacy one, Shinji. You know, I had Shinji that. Be... I had him in my maybe list. Yeah, but uh, it's a little more weedy. You know, there's, there's you can get stuck in the weeds on that. But, yeah, uh, you know, my take on Shinji is is that, and and this is not like to fault the character. I think sure. the difference is for me, like let's say with Hinata is a good example, and so is Edward Elric as an example, and so is Aaron. Is the thing they have in common is like yeah, they're on a journey and they change over the course of that journey, right? And there are lessons and then hopefully a meaningful conclusion. And whether or not you like the conclusion or not, it is a conclusion, right? Mm. They have changed. I think the difference between those three and Vivi versus Shinji is that they are they are changing the world around them and kind mm. of bending it to their will because they have something inside them that they they need to resolve. You know what I mean? Sure. I think just things keep fucking happening to Shinji. Yeah, the world he's, is changing him, and it's and it's, he's doing everything he can just to you know put like put a stop like a, like a minimum stop and just to it, hold yeah. on. Um, yeah. And it's I mean it's profoundly sad, and he, yeah. he also goes through his own character growth and he also has an amazing character arc but that's why i didn't put him in the list with the others does that make sense yeah 100 percent. yeah all right i think we could probably call it there right yeah i think so yeah yes thank you travis another very solid question um we're gonna be back with the q a on monday like i said follow us on instagram if you would like to take part um the post show is back if by some chance you're new here and uh you know you haven't been here before you know we're just starting up the post show again we're gonna be back i think we typically put these up on wednesdays so do you know we'll be here subscribe to us on spotify apple Podcasts. sometimes we throw these things on youtube generally speaking wherever you can find podcasts you can find this and you should subscribe to us uh okay i think that's all the housekeeping grant you can go ahead and say the thing bye guys cheers